Hello. How are you doing? I'm pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. I still fondly remember like all of the different intros we've done for Design Doc over the years. You mean like the scripted? Yeah, like, like we had fully these long written. sort of scripted ones. Never one of the like, hey, YouTube kind of yeah, podcasts. But, but also we tend to get, I mean, well, I was going to say we tend to get right into it, though. I guess this is not getting right into it. Well, like, I think we do pretty good getting right into it. So what are we talking about today to get right into it? <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about today? Uh, we're talking about repairing the relationship to a creative product. <laughs> so I'm just hanging on every word. Product. A creative project that you've grown kind of sick of. In the process of bringing it to completion. Do we have an example? Uh, or is this just purely in the abstract? I can think of an example. Uh, I don't know about you, but I'm a little sick of uh, Questlandia. Yeah. <laughs> it starts with Q and rhymes with Eslandia. Yeah. So Questlandia... Second edition, which I think now we're just calling it, we're just leaning fully into just calling it a second edition now. Right. Before we were, like, we were scared, 1. we were so scared of the two. Yeah. But at this point, it's like Questlandia 2, which longtime listeners will know that this podcast <laughs> is this podcast. supposedly about. Uh, it's not going to be called Questlandia 2 whenever it does come out. The two is not going to be a very important part of it. Yeah, so. I think we're at, th we're at three now. <laughs> I, I, I would just call it three and, uh, and you know, just be sort of like one of those in-jokes. Uh, Questlandia 2nd Edition took us a really long time. A lot longer than we anticipated. Yeah. I feel like part of the reason that this thing happens where... You know, we've spent so much time working on this game and we have, I don't want to say a damaged relationship to it now, but our, our relationship needs it's some- strained. It's a little strained. It needs some rekindling. I think that part of the reason that this happens is also connected to the way, kind of like the, the dopamine front loading of doing a Kickstarter, where you get so much of the excitement and the money up front and- uh, it's really different than like if we were getting paid X number of dollars a month to work on Questlandia. Like instead, you have to you have to visualize that work and that enthusiasm spread out over all of the months it take months it takes you to make the game, and the longer it takes you, the more that enthusiasm, like the more dilute it gets. Well, right, yeah. The I mean, if you were to think of it as a monthly budget. Every extra month means that monthly budget goes down and down and down. Yeah. Uh, because it's a fixed amount at the end of the Kickstarter campaign. And when we started on this, it, we were thinking, this is going to be our most successful Kickstarter yet in terms of money raised to time spent yeah. making the thing. It didn't turn out that way. It turned out like every one of our other projects 
It's taken about a year. Yeah, it's weird. We're we're so consistent. In that it <laughs> it's takes upsettingly a year. <laughs> consistent. It's like no matter how small and narrow we make our our goal, yeah, it it fills up a year. <laughs> because we kickstarted Questlandia Second Edition last October, mm-hmm. and now it's the first week of November, and we're just waiting for the books. Like the books went to the printer in October, right? Finally, and we're we're just waiting for them to arrive now. It's kind of, it's that's an interesting phenomenon. We're not trying it's to uncanny. take it here. Yeah, yeah. It really is. So what we should do is think of a project that would reasonably take us like 5 years and then we're going to be done in a single year. That's a really good idea. Like let's just tackle like like the war and peace. <laughs> I was trying to avoid saying war and peace. <laughs> <laughs> What's um what's what's the big like Foucault like the unfinished Foucault? I've never actually read any Foucault, but I Me remember neither. it being a thing. No, this is more liter. This is, is way some... above my head. Okay, that's fine. Can we go back down to like Dr. Seuss or something? Yeah. So like Dr. Seuss wrote a lot of books, and like if we were like in five years, we could write all of the Dr. Seuss books versions of Questlandia. Right. Then. Then we'd we're gonna make the green eggs and ham Lorax. It's gonna be done in ten months. Cat in the hat of role playing games in ten months. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it took longer than we wanted. Uh, so it goes. That that's also been consistent. Everything takes longer, and as usual, our interest in this project. You know, it's like no matter how interested you are in something, when it's a project that takes thousands of hours like you're ready for something new by the end of it yeah except we're not really at the end of it we're at the end of creating the book writing all the words making all the art laying out all the pages we still have some shipping to do but more importantly we have some selling some hype building some hype building we we need to be the kernel of like raw hype like the temperature of the sun like it's gonna pop yeah into a popcorn of financial security (laughs) what the frick (laughs) (laughs) i was trying to yesterday for some reason i was like brushing my teeth i was thinking about recording design doc and i was like what do i want to change for design doc like how can i make this episode better than our previous episodes and i wanted to make an episode that didn't have to be marked as explicit cool i don't know it was just like it doesn't really matter but i was like oh i always I always just slip in a yeah. This a one, cuss. this one goes out for the babies. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm gonna, you know, I'll try. I'll try not to say anything too outrageous or offensive that you might cuss <laughs> in response to. Um, well, we've already insulted babies. So. <laughs> All right, so let me try to express that without a metaphor. We should be excited and happy and enthusiastically describing what makes this game great to the world. When, you know, like my raw instinct is to never think about this game again. Yeah. With Questlandia 2nd Edition, even more so than some of our previous games, where it was like, when we did Dan the Man, when we did other role-playing games, by the time we finished that surprise year (laughs) surprise it took us a year we never expected it Uh to be a year it was just time to like 
go into the next Kickstarter. We just needed we needed money. <laughs> and we had this like really short cycle. Like the the hype cycle was very short. The like selling the thing that we've already made. We we're just like, okay, it's out, it's shipped, it's on our store, next thing. And uh this time we really want it to be different. We want to give some proper time to selling this game and honestly all these other games that really didn't get their chance to shine. So that involves a whole discussion of marketing and selling and ways to get the game into people's hands and being creative about how that could work. That might be the subject of an episode to come where we become founders. Marketers. <laughs> uh, but before we do any of that, I feel like we've got to, you got to believe in what you're selling, you know? Yeah. So I feel like what's needed here is like a way to sort of clean off the associations that have come with the process of making Questlandia. Associations of it's late, it's difficult, I'm it's, sick of this. It was a relatively small Kickstarter to begin with. It was like, supposed to be small. Well, oh, I mean, like, it was smaller to begin with than maybe we we hoped on the upper end. Yeah, I think yeah. it reached about 500 people. I'd have to go check the numbers, which is less yeah. than Damn the Man, less than Warlandia, which, you know, if 500 people is more than I would want at a a casual gathering that I hosted at my home, but True. <laughs> it's, it's more the people than I have in my friend group. Um, but as far as Kickstarters go, you know, it could maybe be considered kind of small. And sometimes there's this, it's this weird dual thing of like, on a bad day, I'm like, mm, just 500 people, that's so small. On a good day, I'm like, that's so many people. It's 500 people. I think, like, it's fair to think of it as just, like, from the perspective of trying to make a living making games, it's questionable whether we've hit minimum wage yet for ourselves with that quantity of people. So, like, that's a little less than we'd want. Yeah. You know? So that can contribute okay. to that, that relationship to this game coming out feeling yeah. a little strained. That said... If we sell all the extra games that we're printing, that changes. Yeah. This could actually be a totally healthy project. So do you want to start talking about like ways to heal this relationship? I feel like I have to come up with a better term than that. Healing a relationship to the book? Yeah. Is that a good term? Well, here's I, I, like I feel like personally. I'm like, maybe somebody's going to like come in in the middle of the podcast no who starts a podcast in the middle i don't think that's a thing can you even uh, that seems like hard to do i'm like somebody's gonna come in the middle and think we're talking about something to, that's not this <laughs> i'm not sure why i'm planning i mean for this. i think people could be checked out for the beginning i wouldn't blame them in the least <laughs> if they just sort of are like, oh, oh, okay, they're talking oh, about something. Oh, healing a relationship. Oh, I thought they were still saying really, hello. Really <laughs> mushy. We did have a longer intro than normal. So. I know, it was like a good, like, 60 seconds. Uh, yeah. Okay, can I say one thing? I want to I get a weird thing out of the way about one way that I want to 
heal the relationship with the game. Okay. So right now, Twitter, which is has historically been, it's been the, the biggest way that we get the word out about our games. Yeah. Uh, the, the little turtle bun Twitter is relatively small. I used to be pretty active on Twitter, you know, always being all inflammatory, mm, games, rah, hot takes, tweet, tweet, tweet. Yes. That's what it looked like every morning. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, right now, Twitter is in the middle of a hostile takeover by... I said hell. Is that explicit? Oh, no. Hell is fine. Okay. Even a baby can hear yeah. about hell. Heck is preferable. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right now, Twitter is in the middle of a hostile takeover by a billionaire who's running the company into the ground. And, you know, some people are like, oh, watch it burn. Great. It was never worth its weight in gold anyway is that the i keep wanting to say this week i've wanted to say the phrase worth its weight in salt like multiple times i don't think that's a thing yeah that's it a does thing. have like a nice biblical vibe though i know there's something with salt a pillar no it was like yo he's not worth his salt that's a saying he's not worth his salt he's not worth his salt right no that whatever it, Right? I think so. saying if you were like, you know. Is that like like saying like he's not worth the salt you could get from from his tears? I'm going to have to look up the origins. Clearly, I I only use idioms from the 1800s. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, some people are saying Twitter was trash anyway, whatever. Yeah, so I I think that it's, it's an easy thing to say if Twitter has been either on the sort of peripheral of your existence and livelihood you know i can i can kind of understand it like it's easy to see the bad and all of the ways that twitter has needed improvement uh i think this is a pretty rough way for it to go out i think it hurts a lot of people i think that twitter has been like a useful news source it's a way that gotten information like it's a been a great source of citizen journalism it's been a great way for us to reach people about our games and sometimes that's through directly saying we have a new thing out more often it's like me being like here's a funny tweet about the way that my housemate catalogs bad sandwiches he's eaten and that suddenly that tweet goes viral and five people that day buy our games right we're potentially about to lose that and even if we're not going to lose it, it's like a pretty, it feels like a pretty negative place to be right now. Yeah. It's like a nasty, chaotic ghost town. Uh-huh. It's always been fraught. Like it's, We've gotten yeah. some real use out of it, but it's always been emotionally fraught to engage with Twitter and its metrics for measuring how well-liked your words are. Yeah, and, and how well-liked you can sort of craft your words to its unique, like, quippy... Mm-hmm. way of speaking yeah uh so it's weird to frame this as a positive but for the time being when questlandia comes out i still plan on using twitter to talk about it and i think this weird middle place that it's in where its future is uncertain is actually helping me come to a certain piece about what it's going to be like to talk about the game on twitter because 
previously we were like we have a new thing out it's questlandia and it got no no engagement Uh it could ruin the rest of my day and i feel embarrassed saying that but i feel like probably i'm saying this to a sympathetic audience who understands that feeling yeah now if it gets no engagement i'll still be sad but like there's just nobody on twitter right now and we got a handy excuse yeah. in our pocket. Well, yeah, it, it helps. <laughs> like, it, it really helps. Because I remember, like, when we were really new to making games, we were doing a Kickstarter for one of our games back in the early days. And somebody kept backing at, like, this really high level and then dropping off and then backing at a high level and dropping off. And then they ended up, like, dropping out entirely. Uh, Now it'd be like, I have no idea what's going on in that person's life. At the Uh time, I was like, what's going on? What is this? (laughs) Does this person hate us? Uh Why would you do this to us? And I I mean, I wasn't saying this. We're just their little (laughs) plaything. I wasn't saying this to the person. (laughs) But I remember this was like when Google Plus still existed. And I had posted to like a small circle of game designers being like, I can't take this. (laughs) And... Ben Robbins, who made Microscope and Kingdom, said, like, hey, you know, like, it's going to go a lot better if just, like, you don't worry about the unknowables of the, like, the unknowable vast internet. Mm-hmm. And I was like, thanks. Yeah. The unknowable vast internet. And that's that's the mood that I want to bring to Twitter. It's been hard to bring that to Twitter. Because it's hard to think about it as the unknowable vast internet when I just know that I'm failing to milk its algorithm. <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's a uh, an issue with a metric-heavy platform. It's not unknowable in a certain sense, because you can see a little number of how many retweets and likes you got. So without... I guess without making this an episode just about, like, the emotional relationship that I have to social media, even beyond Twitter, like, wherever we post about the game, I really want to try to just bring a spirit of, like, this is the unknowable internet. We'll work together to craft a post. We'll try to make it a post that we would be excited to see. Yeah. And then we have to turn off the computer and run away. (laughs) Except not turn off the computer and run away, just uh, put it out into the unknowable and just, like, be okay. Know that it's not a reflection on us. I think that would go a a long way for me to start to heal some of my relationship with the game. Yeah. To know that if it doesn't get a ton of bites, little nibbling piranhas, it doesn't mean that they're not hungry. I mean, it's kind of like securing ourselves from having a worse relationship with the game. <laughs> yeah, I know. Maybe you I started know, with a like, bad example. I'm sorry. You know, because one thing that would heal the relationship is if we tweeted about it and it got a lot of traction and a lot of good responses, then we'd be like, hey, our game is well-liked <laughs> and our work is being seen and appreciated. That'd feel pretty nice. All right. So I've started with the lowest hanging fruit example then. Of- Which is like, if we <laughs> utterly fail... <laughs> We will not feel <laughs> I didn't mean to start devastated. with such a bad example. Okay, I feel like it's uh, your turn then. <laughs> well, how about you two? Why don't you try to do better then? What do you got, Evan? Well, I, I'm, I'm not saying that to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> I do think that's helpful. No, I know. Because we've got to brave though. it. 
Yeah. We've got to brave the chance of tweeting about this thing we've spent a year and an enormous amount of energy and care into making, sending it out and having one like. And then you're like, somebody liked it. And, and you're it's like, that's like, oh, my mom. No, that's Evan. No, <laughs> that's Evan. I know that's Evan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Evan liked my tweet. That's nice. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I feel like for myself, thinking about healing this relationship, I'm imagining getting a finished book in the mail, which is going to happen Hopefully, <laughs> and uh, and holding this book, this is Questlandia second edition. It's meant many things to me, but it's time to create a new story of this game in my life. And I'm gonna hold it to my chest and leave my apartment and walk into the woods with it. <laughs> and we're gonna have a montage. We're gonna look at the river together. I'm gonna hold it up in the sunlight. I'm going to compare it to a right tree. there on the front cover. Oh, God. <laughs> and then walk into the river. <laughs> and keep going. I sleep. <laughs> like, I mean, for real, I want to I want to take the physical object and like have another meeting with it. And God willing, it'll be a nice one. <laughs> <laughs> But like I do, I want to engage with it in a way that isn't how I've engaged with it for the last year, which is a spirit of constant uh, editing and laboring and strategizing. I want to be like, look at some of the art with new eyes and just be like, oh, hopefully this is a nice bit of art. Maybe I can be a little proud of what's happening there. Maybe I can flip to some of my favorite bits of writing that we've done. And be like, yeah, it's still, that works for me. Just start to like engage with the little successes that I, you know, at this point, I really do feel like, you know, I'm thinking of specific things as I talk about this. And like, part of the reason it took so long to make is that we really did work to make it something we'd be proud of. Like, we went the distance beyond acceptable whenever we could. And it's not like we always met our highest hopes for what we could do. But we often did the very best we could do. Yeah. So I want to, I think I want to show it to other people too, and like have them encounter it with their own eyes, see it through the eyes of not, not a stranger, my roommate, for example. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know that as I'm talking about this, it's giving me this real sense of like, there's a before and an after, like the making of the thing, and then the thing existing. It kind of makes me want to have like a, an event. Yeah. To signify the end of one era and the beginning of a new one. Do you remember years ago when we made Questlandia 1? It was when, or when, when Questlandia first came out. It was our first role-playing game. A Kickstarter made around $6,000, and we were still running the little community center yeah. at the time, and we threw a big party. I don't know. Do you remember? I don't know. Tell me about the party. We just threw we threw a party at the community center for the release of our role-playing game. That's that's what I mean. We that's so what we need. Uh, I guess we could do that. It's... Um, 
It's kind of hard to throw a party right now. You know, oh, like yeah, global pandemic. But I, we can do a little... I think we can do a gathering. I, that is a really good idea. Would you want to? We don't even like parties. I know this could be the right circumstance for one, really. Like, I want people to like clap me on the back and be like, <laughs> he's a jolly good fellow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would help. I think that would legitimately help to be able to turn around and be like, okay, like, I'm going to start sharing this thing with new people. I like that idea a lot. Okay. So we've got, uh, blame it on Elon Musk. No, that's not what, that's not what I said. I, <laughs> party. No, I think, I think that what I meant more was like, it's almost like before you can heal your relationship with a thing, you have to like, you have to have achieved some healthy baseline of like knowing that the world is unknowable. Like you have to have a positive enough relationship with the words that you're saying about it to just feel like, uh, I don't want to say steal yourself or withstand because those are negative. What's the, what's the positive version? Um, oh, there's a word that's really escaping me right and now. Just have like a sort of self-assurance yeah. about the value of this thing. Yeah. I agree. Where it's being convinced of its value for ourselves, which is what we've made this game in the spirit of the whole time. Like, as we went through line by line, rule by rule, our metric was, does it work for us? Yeah. I like, I want to, I just want to go into it knowing that the thing does, this thing works for me and we've tried our best and we're proud of it. And the, if we tweet, if we post and it doesn't, catch on like wildfire it's not necessarily like a directly correlated with its value right and it's like right to exist in the world yeah all right so blaming it on elon musk uh-huh uh having a party so far i think we have a good bullet list going <laughs> <laughs> you know this is it's not something that we can do exactly this is like a it's like more of a step two but making some money like <laughs> Literally just selling the game and having a little income from it is going to be healing my relationship with it because it's been a year since Questlandia made us money and I would feel better if it was an hour. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know. We could do a lot of drugs and like conceive of it as an hour. <laughs> I don't know if that means I have to mark this as explicit. <laughs> that can be a subheading of the uh, have a party bullet. <laughs> Linear time is unacceptable. Um, I have one. Wait, I forgot it. Shoot. Oh, I remembered. Nice. Oh, wait, did I interrupt you? No. Were you in the middle of one? Nope. Okay. Um... <laughs> I forgot it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so one thing, one thing that we plan on doing with Questlandia that we haven't done with other games is we plan on sort of remeeting the game and extending the life of the game by making content for it for the first time. So this is not really something that we've done. Mm -hmm. Making settings, making play sets. I don't know what, you know, people, what the words are that people use. Content. I'm hopeful about it because it, it makes me remember working on Good Dog, Bad Zombie, where making the game was a big, long process and it was tough. And 
One thing we had promised in the Kickstarter is also we'll do an expansion. If we reach this stretch goal, we reached it. And so then the whole game is made and play tested and solid and done. And it's like, okay, time to make an expansion. That could have hit like a ton of bricks, but it was a fantastic experience because it was just like a chance to bring in the most fun ideas we could think of and work from a solid foundation and also like work from a template of a player who is familiar with the base game. And that means you can be a little bit more out there. You can do things that are a little bit more complicated or unexpected. And it's a smaller package overall. So it's a smaller project. It was done quickly. It was just chock full of things that I found great. I'm hopeful that that's what it's going to be like to make extra content for Questlandia, that it's just going to be like, okay, we have the solid baseline of how to play this game, what it means, how to teach somebody to play it from being completely unfamiliar, never having played a game, never having read a book, never having <laughs> lived on this earth. Yeah, just everything we do is for babies. <laughs> um, and presumably it will take less than a year. Uh, man. Definitely clenched a little at that. Um, <laughs> I'm just... I don't know. It'll take less than a year. It could take a week. It could take less than a week to make something that's just a like fun, additional, playful extra. There's also some bigger projects we've talked about, like solo play rules, where it's that's like a heftier project yeah. based on what we've envisioned for it. But fun. Fun, little, interesting challenge and like a cool bit of design. I know that we sometimes say that we make the same mistakes over and over again, or that the mistakes that we make are pretty reliable. Like they have the choices Am we I make. Am I in trouble? Did outcomes. I say something no, bad? No, you said something good. <laughs> no, 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 it's good. When we were talking about a solo play variant, because <laughs> we were talking about it before the Kickstarter, I was like, Oh, that's a great idea. Like maybe that's something we should promise as a as part of the Kickstarter. And you were like gently but firmly like, no, 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 no. I think that's a thing that we could have promised in the past and would have promised in the past. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm really glad that we didn't because now I feel excited about the possibility of making it and totally not bound to it. Yeah. If I don't I, feel excited. I remember we had a point where we were taking a walk, talking about what a solo variant could look like. And as we talked about it, we sort of started with like the most simple ideas, but then talked about ways that it would be maybe a little bit of a downgrade of an experience with that simple approach and started thinking of some, you know, special things we could add to it to sort of replace the dynamism of having multiple people bouncing ideas back and forth. And it turned into something that was both exciting and felt kind of special and also was a way bigger deal. Yeah, it was like pretty complicated. And we were just like, we didn't promise it. Okay, great. <laughs> yeah. Because th this was after the Kickstarter and oh, we were like, maybe we'll just Kickstarter. slip it in oh. as like a surprise. Oh, oh yeah, you're right. We were thinking about like, oh, what would it look like to just have it in the book? And yeah. knowing that we didn't have to have it in the book 
Whew, good, good, good thing. And that can just be a fun side project that we can tackle. And if we're running into some real trouble with it, we can bail and do like an Ah, uh, Real Monsters variant instead. Right. Well, that's the thing. I mean, I feel like Questlandia is, it's such a, it's such a fun game. It represents so much work and it has such a small audience. And I would just, I would love the world in which every new setting we make that we're excited about reaches new people and potentially gets somebody else excited about the game. The yeah. Ah Real Monsters variant is a beautiful idea. And Thank that's going to connect to somebody different than the like Dune variant, different than the... Rocco's Modern Life. <laughs> I feel like we're aging ourselves yeah. so perfectly. <laughs> yeah, you know. I, just, I too am becoming just... a baby. I'm going backwards through time. Yeah, but that's what, that's like the sort of, you know, a aging millennial plight or whatever is you just like get to this weird point where you're just like, a, you're just like, I'm just a guy wearing a Rocco shirt. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, as we're talking about this, it's reminding me that, yes, with every other project, we've ended up exhausted and kind of sick of it. But we've also, in the course of developing each project, had a whole bunch of fun little ideas that were either a little bit tangential or a little bit too ambitious to fit in with the main game. And... Most of those ideas just ended up getting cut out and totally abandoned because by the time we were done, it was time to launch the next Kickstarter. The idea that with Questlandia, and honestly, maybe with some of the old games too, like we might have a chance now to make fun little additions and add-ons and expansions. That sounds delightful. I'm feeling better already. Me too. Uh, this is this. This has Thanks, helped. Heroes. Thanks. Yeah, this has helped to heal my relationship <laughs> with the game. I feel like I feel like we should give one more, one more thing. It's like three things doesn't feel like enough. I, I feel like we have three solid things. I mean, I think there was actually a, a number of other things that didn't make it onto the bullet list because it's, it was a funnier joke that way. But but ignore me. Yeah, three things too few. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> so like. Imagine you have a beautiful treasure, but it's got a little bit of dog poop on it. Oh, no, let's not say that. Let's say tarnish. It's a little tarnished with poo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> God <damn it> <laughs> All right, continue. <laughs> Dragged into this metaphor. <laughs> Kicking and screaming. Sorry, I was I was just brainstorming. I didn't have anything to go from there. Okay. Oh, what you didn't. I was have hoping an idea. an idea would come from oh. there. From that point, I was like, you wash it, and then I was like, how do you wash a book? I was like, that would wreck the book. So, well, let's let's try again. All right. So we have uh, sort of going in with like a little bit of gentle mental fortitude gentle mental gentle mental fortitude <laughs> um in like knowing you know that knowing that your words about the thing you got to be the gentlest mentalist <laughs> all right so go in being a gentle a, the gentlest mentalist <laughs> is point one i don't know why i'm like really into 
putting things in a list in this episode. It's just like, you know, if people are like, well, what did Evan and Hannah talk about? Was it anything of consequence? Like, I feel like if we put it in a list. Gentlemental party. Party. Oh, shoot. What was the third one? Expansions. Oh, yeah. Making new things. I know that one's like less. Extra. We need. I think that one would be great if we had the right way to describe it. Extra littles? Extra littles. Gentlemental party. Extra littles. And... I mean, we also had, had like, sell the book in there. Oh, that's true. Make money. Make money. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know what would be good as a hypothetical? Playing this game... That's, With a group of people that's who what just I was love gonna it. Say I, it was what I was thinking of, and the only reason that he didn't say it is because I don't like running games online. Yeah, it's just like not a format that works well for me. But I'm not sure why I would have kept myself from saying it because you're totally right. Or introducing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're totally right. You know, I think of playing the original game. With your sister. I, I was just thinking about that. And yeah. like how much she and her partner just loved it and like how infectious their enthusiasm was. And like it made me feel like that was a good game. I wasn't, I thought it was kind of good even before then, but like <laughs> it really like sealed the deal for me. Yeah, that was really fun. Oh, uh, an idea that I've had recently that is one of these things where. So, you know, in the past, I have I have done a thing where I'll commit to a really big idea, like leaving the house to go to a gathering. Ugh. And then by <laughs> the time that the gathering arrives, I'm like, why did I agree to go see my friends who I care about? I don't want to leave the house. Uh-huh. But I committed to it, so I have to do it. Usually I just cancel, actually. <laughs> but so one idea that I had for Questlandia is also I would really like to host a LARP version, basically. I'm not a LARPer, but I would really like to get together with some of our friends who are willing to do kind of a weird, messy experiment and do the kingdom and character creation as uh-huh. one session and then come back together, planning on doing like a costumed event where we play out the actual game, like Ooh. with some level of like absurdism. In our costumes, we can roll the dice dramatically to get, you know, like there can still be dice and things to control where the scene goes. It's an idea that I've had separate from a party, but I think along the lines of your playing the game with people who like it. That makes me think about just, so one thing that Questlandia does that I consistently really like is make cool, weird worlds. And we did a lot of talking in talking about the sequel, about ways to just sort of like catalog or honor those worlds. I feel like there might be room to incorporate that in some way with this edition. Just like a way to, like, maybe we ask people to send in the stories of their kingdom, a photo of their kingdom sheet, and we just have a little repository on our site. Or at least like oh, a few yeah, featured ones, so nice. or like or like a little rotation of oh. of featured kingdoms that have been made through Questlandia. I like that idea. You know, I have like a draft of the little thank you letter that we're gonna slip into the book when we ship the Kickstarter. 
And it says something like, you know, if you play the game and tell you want to tag us into a post about it. But I really like a more specific ask of like, we're creating a catalog of Questlandia worlds and stories. Yeah. Like if you want to submit yours, we'd love to see it. All right. Here's the next words. level oh, possibility for okay. this. Okay. It's like, of the submissions, X number randomly selected or somehow selected are going to get a commissioned piece of artwork of their world. Whoa. And we're going to find some cool artists and commission some pieces, giving them the inspiration of People's Kingdom games. Whoa. So the submitters get the the benefit of having a cool portrait of the game they played. And we have a set of like beautiful illustrated world examples on our website to tell people about the game. You know, normally I don't I don't like like a contest, you know, or giveaway yeah. or something, but uh but this doesn't sound like an unhealthy one. It's not it wouldn't be competitive. Yeah, right? yeah. No, it's just right. it's really just budget limited. Yeah. I like that you didn't offer yourself. I'm yeah. shocked. I mean it crossed my mind. Because you're the you're the artist. But that's really good. It would be fun to bring in new just to like find cool artists and Oh, Evan, that's such a nice idea. And the wow. thing is like with a little cast of artists, then it's gonna make every illustration have like a very different vibe, which is just right for yeah. Questlandia. Oh, that's so nice. Seems cool. I love it. And then that. we have something to talk about. Yeah. In our Twitter. We can tell <laughs> Elon about it. Hey buddy. <laughs> I know you're here banning Daniel Radcliffe, but I have something <laughs> rad to tell you about. All right. That's like one of those jokes that's gonna last for twenty-four hours before mm -hmm. it's just totally outdated. So this last thing is basically it's a synthesis of other stuff we've already said, but thinking about bringing this to the public and saying why we like it and why we think they should depart with their hard earned grocery money yeah um you have this that really... was a weirdly sad thing to say <laughs> i know you had this look that was like <laughs> like at first i thought it was like this self-satisfied grin but then i realized it was more like hatred <laughs> self-hatred <laughs> <laughs> I, I want people to eat i feel bad they're uh discretionary funds <laughs> continue i think i just want to go through the book with you pointing at stuff saying, like, this is a little thing we like about it. It's a little thing that you notice that you like about it. And just sort of build up a collection of, like, these are the things that we would happily share with others. Uh, aspects of the book, ways the rules look, things people have said about it, bits of art, and layout decisions, whatever. Like, evolutions of how it changed from the first book. And just sort of an open-ended read-through. We've read through this book so many times, but this will be a nice one. No uh, typos. Maybe we could even stream it. Just, oh, just stream the book and we're like our fingers pointing at it. No, well, streaming a read through, <laughs> I think, I think that the two of us could describe with enough accuracy and enthusiasm. Uh huh. Uh, I think some people might watch that stream. Yeah. And hang out. It could just be a fun, like, what's the word? Like a victory lap. Yeah. Like we're we're running back around through all these pages. This time just looking for the little victories. Uh and then that's our stock of nice things to share with other people. Oh, that's really nice. 
I love that idea. And uh, we'll be able to do that soon. Hopefully. I'm feeling a little a little better. Me too. I, I guess feel jazzed. We should we should throw in to anybody who's trying to follow along and like repair their own relationship that uh apparently recording a podcast about it. Oh is, yeah, do that. It, it it's helped me out. Yeah, yeah, it's helped me out. I think we can't not yeah, we should add it to the list. I mean we I guess, shouldn't be the judge of what is good. <laughs> I guess you could sum this up as like talk about it with a buddy. <laughs> yeah. But talk about it with a buddy as if that conversation is going to be published to other people. So you have to be sort of erring on the side of like mental positivity. Right. And which, don't cuss. And don't and don't use bad words, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no bad words. <laughs> is there anything else that we have to say? I guess um I guess, you know, we've the book has been up on uh our website for pre-order for a long time now but if you're the kind of person who's like pre-order that's well, gonna be a long time from now uh now it won't be so yeah uh we would love for you to order we the are book. weeks away yeah we're weeks away and if you order the book it will hit one of the it will hit the the money part for us yeah that's right and the love part it hit the money part <laughs> for you too yeah <laughs> for you too <laughs> I know I forgot we should have really we should have broken this down into the we used to have this way <laughs> this episode is going a little long but we used to have this way of breaking down our work by by Miley Cyrus's uh sleeper hit I would say love money party mm-hmm. and when we do anything we would be like okay does this fall under the category of love money or party I I think we've hit all three in this, like, how to heal your relationship. Oh my god, it happened so organically. It was like we weren't even trying when we hit we hit love money party. We gotta just have like a ghostly divine image of <laughs> Miley Cyrus over Looking our over announcement of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think that's yeah, cool. Um, cut to credits. The Design Doc intro-outro theme was created by our friend, musician Pat King. Thanks, Pat. Oh, Patreon. Turtlebun has a Patreon at patreon.com slash turtlebun. And when you back us on Patreon, it has a whole different vibe. It's like, it's not just about the thing you guys made. It's about you two (laughs) wanting us to live, wanting us to eat. Yeah, we do a lot of, so we do some bonus, like we do bonus, well, they're not bonus design docs, just like bonus talking. We'll talk about video games too and like movies. We share things early. We share, like the patrons had a chance to look over the entirety of Questlandia before it was done. Yeah, and got some amazing feedback too. That was great. Yeah, thank you. And a shout out to the patrons who did that. That was awesome. Yeah. I'm going to make a YouTube video where I'll draw little pictures of our patrons. Is that secret? Whoa. I don't know. Yeah, let's not say that. That's like promising the... I swear. (laughs) That's like promising I vow. Oh my god! You're going to get a goofy little illustration of yourself in a future YouTube video. (laughs) And it's going to be sick. (laughs) We are on Twitter still. Twitter 
com slash turtle and no turtle bond oh wait we do have a turtle bond twitter i'm so sorry look at me jumping in i i so i'm so confidently wrong my whole life it's a personality <laughs> that i need to work on <laughs> we do as i was saying <laughs> no i was thinking when we were going into this outro you were just doing all the outro and i was like wow this is so nice evan's doing all the outro i should have just let you li- live and let live go on my lips are sealed that url again is twitter.com slash turtle and bun it's because i was thinking that we have a design doc twitter also oh that was what i was thinking Man, should we still have a design doc Twitter? I think we should. This might be your last chance to follow it. Oh, get out of here. No, we should. (laughs) Twitter.com slash design doc pod. Get it while it's hot. Get out of here. You get punky at the end of an episode. You get a little punky. I got hungry. Okay. All right. So Evan's hungry. So we're going to go now, heroes. This hero over here needs a sandwich. (laughs) We'll see you next time.